Welcome to Termigant Talk, your walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads who happen to be women. Note that I didn't say weekly. Nah, it's weekly. We bet. It's weekly? Yeah, it's always going to be weekly. That's the copy. Well, I'm I'm Goody. I'm Chantel, and this is your weekly walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads who happen to be women who weak. You know what? Why don't we say this? Weak. Weak is a subjective term over here in terms of talk land. A week could be seven days. I mean, what's time? A week could be three months. What is time? It's a construct. Yeah. Yeah. Post-pandemic, I mean, it might as well be 2020. Granted, we I don't mean, want that, God. We good. No, I'm not doing that again, ever. Fuck that. What you been right, up so to? It's me and you. We're back. Hey, I missed you, man. Oh, I feel good. I missed you too. Yeah, I feel it, good it, to be missed though. Just for the record though, y'all, it's not like Chantel been talking to me and Chantel been busy. Chantel been busy. I ain't really been speaking to Chantel. She been popping her head in to be shady on social media every now and again. Me? Shady? Never. Mm. Never. Yeah, just a little bit shady, but um No. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, fuck these people. Yeah, they essentially I mean, fuck these people. On. Yeah, fuck them. If you don't like it, fuck you too. I don't know what to say. But I try not to be shady. Um, but if I'm shady and, and it's a problem, then, you know. What's good in your world? Like, what What uh, you been busy doing? She been, she been traveling. You know, I've been stalking have, her online like an ex. Like, I've been looking like, oh, oh she could see Abigail, though, right? All right, that's what's up. <laughs> what's up, Abby? Oh, Shout out to Abby. She Listen. Abby, right? Abby don't they even live in New York. They locked us in, yo. They locked Abby, us in. Abby I'm don't free. even live in New York, yo. Look don't at this. live in New York. Shout out to Abby. I'm like, Philly. look at this. In in, 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 in in Philly, where sometimes I go there. But yes, I would say this year, I will, what? I went to Philly a few times. She I went, went to, to LA. LA. She, she, I'm just, oh, she could be with Danny. He don't even live here. <laughs> he don't even go here no more. He don't even go here. He do go here. Danny still goes here. He is still a New Yorker. He is still Danny from Queens, even though he lives in L.A. Every time I go to L.A., though, I will say it's less and less awful. Um, I just It's still not my favorite place to go, and I wouldn't recommend people go there, but there is an industry that requires people to go, so if that's the industry y'all are in, then go ahead. But, but what makes see. it less awful? Uh, Danny's been taking me to nicer places. Ah, Danny's experience has improved. His life has drastically improved and you're the recipient of Well, you know what it is? He's, he gave me like a trial by fire, but like the last time we went, the last time I was in LA, what I enjoyed was going to, um, fun spaces where I could see mountains and people's houses in the mountains versus... I don't know. Downtown LA encampments <laughs> versus encampments. Girl, downtown LA is like our childhood. Like it reminds me of like if 125th and Lenox was a whole city. Mm. So mm-hmm. all you New Yorkers know that 125th Street and Lenox Avenue, not Lenox, Lexington Avenue, is the scariest intersection in New York City, not Times Square. But imagine a whole area that is just that over and over again like to the point where I got nauseous like I had to stop and be like before we get on this train or whatever they call it a subway but what is it? I have 
it's 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 not impressive but it got us where we needed to go um it's like if 125th street and lexington avenue was just many blocks like a bad loop yeah and like i got nauseous like we gotta go to cvs and get tums because my stomach smell Mm-mm, the human poop nah, the human nah, suffering the human mental illness just on open display that is not for me but what we did subsequent to that was all for me like it was very much i got to see the parts of la that people like i met a corporate blood that was fun wait the, um say more i met a corporate blood what's that mean like um... meaning that what I've learned about out there is that your affiliation is more of a neighborhood representation than always an inference that people are into some pr- criminality. Okay. Like your hood is what is it's established or like, what territory it's like you're in. like Brooklyn at? Right, but okay. a little more specific. And um, we, we, of course, we were at smoking groups and we were in VIP because we are the Bougetto niggas that you have always loved and always know. So the folks in the VIP section, you know, spent a little more to have a little more space. We were chit chatting up this gentleman. And he works in the, in the industry in entertainment. And it was lost on me that he was dressed in red. And yeah, because, you know, out here you wear red because it right. complements your skin tone or whatever. It was, and Danny explained to me that no one ever unintentionally wears certain mm-hmm. colors. Everything is with intention. So what what does Danny do? Does he have red and blue gear? Like what's he what's his No, he's he stays out of the troubles. But he knows what to do where and when and how. So So it's just a whole two colors is just done? Colors. Oh no, it's not just that. There are hats that you wouldn't even think of that are not allowed because they represent different neighborhoods. But what if you're Trinidadian? The Yankee hat means something different. Oh no. There. They don't know what that is there, Goody. There are, there's no Trinidadians. But what if you happen to go over there and you wrap in your flag and you mash up yourself? Well, you, you'll be fine because you're going to be someplace that's not community-based, we'll mm-hmm. say. Okay. I, I get so it. So you wouldn't be in, um, how would I say, for the Bronx? Uh, you know how, like, 233 White Plains is mm-hmm. a neighborhood? Mm-hmm. If you come to New York, you're not going to find yourself at 233 White Plains, yeah? Right. That's true. You're going to be going Times Square. Yeah, right. Penn right, Station. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll be okay. Mm. But if you find yourself in certain communities, you need to uh, act accordingly and be respectful. So the people who are trying to rep blood and crypt on this side of the game, are they doing it wrong? I don't know. Because I am not a part of anything. I'm not even in a fucking sorority. I don't know shit. All I know is that when I'm out there, I'm out of my business, I was wearing pink and denim, and I was looking cute, and I still have a tan line. I don't know if you But wait a minute, do, do, denim doesn't count as blue, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Everywhere that we went after that awful downtown LA experience was mm-hmm. very neutral. Okay. We hung out in K-Town, where we came across this really cool brunch spot that there was a Korean Colombian DJ who also owned the place who used to live in New York who somehow knows one of the people who we're going to talk about like one of the projects knows mm-hmm. them so 
the world is just super small in that way. It was a really cool event. Um, and you're talking about the music festival, right? No, I'm talking about our brunch after the music festival. Okay. Um, we went to like a brunch brunch, like one of those like day party brunches where we had bottomless mimosas and we drank a lot. Yeah, it was a good time. It was all, all in all a good time. Everything that I've done as of late has been a pretty good time. Um, I intend to do more things that are pretty good times. Uh, yeah, I'm here for the good times. But and the a e- long time. I'm here for a good time and a long time. I'm planning to do yeah, I'm here to, I'm here to link up with people, do things, throw my hands in the air, wave them like I just don't care. I will say this really quickly about Smoking Grooves. The highlight of Smoking Grooves for me mm-hmm. was Belong. I mean, anytime he shows up, he's the highlight of whatever nah, he shows up for. they disrespected your man. They had him on a small stage. That happens, too. That's just like when I went to um, Essence and they put Escape on the small stage and they had Master P on the big stage and it was like, why? Yeah, but that's Master P City, so I it understand, must be. and at the same time, I could have done without it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I wasn't mad at it. Yeah. That's how I felt when um, Macy Gray was on the main stage. I was like, no. Did she do the Star Spangled Bell? I don't know what she did. I I tuned her out. What's, what's my thing with her? Like, I don't know that I consider her... I consider her more of an energy than a sound. That's very kind of you. Right? And I'm not even saying it's a good energy. It's just like... Okay, yeah, that's, that's still kind of you. You know, she shows up. She showed up in the Mm -hmm. industry with this sound that's not necessarily something I would call music Mm. it has this career where we're talking I'm the shady one no but like we're talking about her still it's 2022 (laughs) meanwhile Michelle and Deglicello I don't know where our, our good sis is but we need to find but her. you follow and Macy Gray on somebody big stage like for real and Bilal on the small stage giving us you know what he gives you you'll understand this it's like Pentecostal soul yeah yeah Mans came out in a fucking hood to the floor by the time it was over he was holding it up around his waist yeah my understanding is like it's always gonna be time. It's going to be talent when I and shenanigans. He was to the point of yelling in tune, like perfect pitch. Like when it ended, it felt like a crescendo. Okay. It was good. I, I really want Bilal on bigger stages. I like to just watch him perform. What do you think he, stops him? You think it's his niche? I don't know. I don't know if maybe people thought that someone instead wanted to see because Thundercat was there and while he's not my vibe he was really enjoyable he was on the big stage and people were super into it maybe people think of him as a legacy act this is my thing I feel like I'm out of touch with the things that people the more young people and mind you I really I like the drill beats Mm. and the sound effect blah 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 you know I don't stop to to listen to the to the actual crime that transpired because I don't want the police asking me nothing about. I mean if you guys listen to uh, many 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 previous episodes Goody has been an advocate of drill music but not you know fan, let's you know. just be clear you know I, I like to call the cops personally 
I, you know, I hate that I can't call them as freely as I used to call them. So I'm not uh-huh. saying that I advocate for the violence that they talk about, but the production. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the production. Yeah, I got nothing to say about your music. It's not for me. I will say that Cardi floated, and we'll talk more about her in, in subsequent episodes because we need to give her a, a bit of attention. So we don't want to get too far down the Cardi uh, rabbit hole. But Cardi floated. She There's represented the Bronx. We, we may have to do an episode like Cardi B, Queen of the Bronx. Let's argue because I feel like like who's gonna girl, who's who's gonna match that like Remy? No. Rem, Rem, Rem knows. Rem knows she's nice, but I don't think she thinks she's the queen. Yeah, well, we need to watch her show and talk about that. Maybe that'll be our next episode. Okay, I, I could, Me. I could get into that. Like, I, I like the idea of it. I just haven't had the. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I just know I'm busy. Yeah, the bandwidth to commit to a show. I'm, I'm, I missed This Is Us to do this. I was gonna watch This Is Us tonight because I have to be ready for Atlanta tomorrow. Um, so um, yeah, I, I don't I, I committed to Bel Air. Okay. Um, what else did Yo Grand Crew, have you seen this? No, thank you. You don't like it? No. Why? Not funny to me. Yo, I laughed I was in here laughing out loud, like mm-hmm. from the pit of my stomach. You know what else I don't laugh at since we're here, since we're talking about stuff? I do not find the Black Lady Sketch show funny. I, I um, tried. Um, I didn't make it five minutes in the first season. Yeah. And I disengaged. Netflix. Season three. It's rude. I don't they up to it. season three? How they do season that? Season three. And they did a sketch that was supposed to be like a New York sketch where they were supposed to be making fun of New Yorkers. Just really quickly, you guys, like just saying dead ass and like talking about Timberlands is not funny like also show me how you've never been to New York and you don't know shit about New York because one no and two uh uh-uh. uh fuck out of here no Mm-mm. no yeah that's it's not I mean it's not that funny to me and Wait, I'm gonna send you the link to the to the sketch because again frequently mentioned non-guests or one of the only men that have ever been in the show, Danny Crudup, makes me watch excerpts of this show every week because he likes to torture himself and watching it. Yeah, I've I've seen him lamenting on how bad it is. It's not good. And I'm not saying it's the person. Like, I love black women. And Mm -hmm. I support black women. But what I don't support is fucking corny shit. Shit is whack. Um, So... Do we want to talk about Megan and Troy or Tori? I don't want to talk about. So another. I like where you hit where you was like, yo, people want all this proof, but folks be coming Mm -hmm. on like people house be burning down seven times and people be donating money. People be like. I'm gonna say this about you motherfuckers on the internet, you motherfuckers. Everybody wants. I don't know what people want from this girl, Megan Thee Stallion. She got shot. She did the wrong thing, which was she protected somebody that she thought was a friend from getting in trouble for her own reasons. And then when it was time to be faced with the truth, she had to fess up. And for that, she has been thrown up on a cross for you motherfuckers. And y'all really don't want that this girl has been shot. The girl got shot. She done told you she was shot. She done said it a thousand and one times. Going up for this little weird motherfucker. I couldn't tell you a Tory Lane song if a gun was to my head. I do not know. I you don't know. know prior what that to this, I, I I did. I re, I really was fucking with Daystar. You know what I'm saying prior. I don't to this, know what he does. He's he, not for me. Here's the deal though. Then they're like, I just don't believe her because of 
Gail, mind your business. Don't ask me who I've been sleeping with. Who you been sleeping with, Gail? Well, the thing about it is that one thing, you know me, the journalism major of the of the crew, she was asking questions that were questions that were looming in the zeitgeist. So the idea that the inference was, were you sleeping with this man? Which would have only made it worse. If she said yes, and it's like, this is not only violence, it's domestic violence. What I take away from it, and I know Gail had to ask, but the people needing to hear her say yes is weird. Like, I don't understand this culture where people are like, yeah, I'm sleeping with someone, someone, someone. It's none of your fucking business. Well, also, so if she was, if they were sleeping together, it would be less or more okay for him to shoot her. None of it's okay. But I don't know what he's done to... I don't know what he's done to gain this loyalty that people want to give to him. He was born male. Mm Mm-hmm. Essentially. And then I just think her downfall is being a tall, pretty, black woman with opinions and a brain. And she's nice. Yeah, and she was, yeah, her biggest mistake was being born female. Mm -hmm. Just unfortunate. I mean, we live in a misogynistic society and the girls have some troubles, but look, y'all motherfuckers be on the internet begging, pleading, asking us, have we seen your cat, your rat, your this, your Please that. Please share, this Help child is this. missing. Yeah, this is missing, your house Wait, is and flooded. then the child show up and then they don't want to tell us where the child was at? <laughs> like, your house is flooding, you know, pass this along, do this, do that. And we kindly participate in your stuff and support you. So why, why can't we support this girl? Yeah, that, that motherfucker shot her. So that's it. He shot her. She got shot. It don't even matter. You know, this is about finding out who shot me. I can right. tell you what I saw, but it's up for his lawyer to say he ain't do it. But you know, it's just weird. Um. So what are we talking about today? Uh, first of all, what you been listening to? Because I again don't have the bandwidth to commit to much of anything i'm busy i can't tell you what i'm busy doing because i don't know content creation but um so i i kind of have missed Nas and hitman with um magic with magic and then i happened to you know i was i wanted to hear Nas and Aaliyah, so i played that and then i was like wait a minute Nas dropped something and I'm telling you, I was driving. I had to pull off. I pulled over so I could really get into, like, magic. I was like, mm. holy shit. Yeah, mm. I believe that came out around Christmas. Yeah, it was, like, November. I, I think that we're still in a place and space where stuff keeps being really ephemeral. And I don't like that. I, I, I really don't. I wish that we could get in a place where we could sit with music. And I, I would say that, like, the music that we're going to be talking about today I've had an opportunity to sit with a lot of it, and I'm thankful for that, so I can actually form an opinion. Um, but I want more sticky music. Yes. I want more music that's just sticky. Uh, I feel like we're gets... being inundated with so many different... Yo, you just dropped something. Wait, you just yeah. dropped something. And then people want to listen to it for 50 seconds, and they determine if it's good music or not. Yeah, like, I mean, I know it's, it may seem thin, but I still listen to Invasion of, I would say Invasion of Privacy is the last thing that I run back, like a hip-hop album, that I run back constantly, over and over and over and over again. Um, and 
there's you know people so have opinions about Cardi. There's so much music. Just Oh and Fever by Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Fever. I love yeah, I think I'm, I, it's our topic for the day doesn't belie the fact that I think I listen mostly to female rap right now. Women rapping. I don't know what I'm listening to. I'm not listening to much. Um, sometime while we weren't recording, you know, I thought it would be good to put myself in spaces where they were discussing hip hop. Mm. Thinking that I would be amongst um, like-minded individuals, but what mm. I'm getting instead is a bunch of people with bad information. Bad that want to gossip. Not only do they want to gossip, they care about whether or not their state is considered the best. And hip hop is all, I, New York is always the hip hop enemy. The reason why y'all fell off is because this. And it's like. Let me tell you something. You know how bad of a bitch you gotta be for motherfuckers to wanna talk about your fall off? Right. Right. And, you know. I say to that sucker fucking dick. Fuck like, off. I just don't understand. Fuck off and suck it, a dick. So it, it got to the like, point where I was like, I don't even want to talk about hip hop with y'all idiots. Yeah, because I see you in those. I, we're in some of the same like hip hop discussion. discussion you groups. saw me this week. I was swinging. What you say about Pusha T? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because the reason, one of the reasons why Goody and I connected and, and felt that we needed to actually produce conversations about music is for our shared love of uh, Mr. Terrence Thornton, also known as Pusha T. Um, one half of the clips, um, a motherfucker with pretty flawless skin and braids that won't grow, but we still love him. We still love him. The power is in his hair. And, um, he put out an album, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so last, he put out, uh, yeah. last Friday. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about, well, <laughs> the thing about Pusha that's pretty cool is that when they first came out, like the clips came out, like everyone loves Grindin', everyone loved them, but they were not top pinnacle. No, they were guys who actually they were, were just doing, there. They, they were, were doing the what they were saying they were doing, and yo, you want to, you want to rhyme? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and they were they're in the middle in terms of like you know where they were, like you know Jay Z, DMX really had and Ja Rule, they, they really at 50, they had a lot of the oxygen in the room and I think that Pusha's steadiness is super impressive to me like Not he's 44 years old he's a steady artist who's continued to create with and without his brother Malice I, I, I think the thing about the clips at the time is like it feels like yeah you were nice and you were smart but it was definitely a place for uh, Pharrell to kind of, you know, the Neptunes to kind of showcase what they could do. Mm-hmm. It was more mm-hmm. about the Neptunes than it was about the clips mm-hmm. initially. Yeah, I could see that. Even though I just, I do remember always enjoying whenever they showed up in terms of like when their music was played out, when it was played in, mm-hmm. just all pretty good times. But I like the fact that he didn't disappear. If you think about the generation that precedes like a pusher, and um, those guys, those guys would get to 40 
and they would just disappear. You know, you look at like the MC Shans, even Big Daddy Kane disappeared for a long while. The funny thing is they got to go to 40 and disappear because for women, it was like, okay, you're 20 now, you're aged out the game. Yeah, I mean, with misogyny across the board is is always gonna be. But for this, for this genre specifically, it was almost like, remember when not, Jay-Z was 30 and everyone was acting like he was fucking the old man in the, in the goddamn yeah, scene. Like, and then, then we got 444 and it was like, okay, wait a minute. There's a yeah. space for this. Yeah, but between 444 and when Jay-Z, when Nas said, you 28 and you still rhyming for <laughs> whatever, this fucking 20 years. So it's like, okay, Nas, and now look at you at your big age of 50, not 50, 50. Me, 47. And you're producing some of the best music he's produced in 20 years. So it's kind of like that theme of like this, this perspective. I don't know if it's perspective, if it's expertise. Um, it's a space where people, no one ever explored the space past 30, right? And that's well, interesting because the previous iteration, so like pre 95, the I would say the first group of people that I feel like started to age with hip-hop would be LL, but even LL kind of left. And he LL left and Jay-Z and... are like the same age, but LL left and went to be beautiful Hollywood man. Um, but he kept coming back. He ever. kept trying to fat Joe us. You know, he kept thinking that he could come and give us a summer banger. Yeah, but, but somewhere as Jay-Z was making his ascent, LL was moving on to other things. Yeah. So I think it is, is the Jay-Z generation where you got to continue to create and have something to say. We'll get to what I think about what Jay-Z has to say as of late, but you do get to have something to say and people want to hear what you have to say. And so, But I think also is as hip hop grows, we're all to a point where we can't listen to what the kids are listening to. Even though I do enjoy the tracks, we can, I can't listen. A lot of these names I'm hearing, a lot of these movements. I don't movements, enjoy the fucking tracks, so like, No, but even a lot of these movements, like where you're telling the cops exactly where to find the murder weapon. And, yeah, I don't like motherfuckers. No, but all, it's not for, it's not relatable for us. And, you know, we're not going to just all of a sudden start listening to a ton of jazz. Now, I, 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 I fancy classical, but I'm, you know, I like a balance of classical in my hip hop, right? Mm. But like, okay, so now I get to 40 and what am I going to listen to? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing too. And you know, there does come a point where, although I do still enjoy it, like, can't really go back and listen to everything you were listening to when we were all ignorant. Mm. We're not going to read, litigate doggy styles validity here no I, I, feel, like I was thinking more Akinelli because I never think of um, Doggy Styles Doggy Styles one of the greatest hip hop albums ever created ever ever Akinelli listen there's a time and place for Akinelli uh, thought Carol as it were you know it, there are definitely spaces for it but it's, mm-hmm. it can't be our everyday like there needs to be something relatable as hip hop grows there needs to be something relatable for the people growing with See, it. See, I don't know that I need to relate. I don't think I ever needed to relate because I was never going to shoot nobody. I was never carrying. I might have shot somebody. Huh? I might have shot somebody if given the well, opportunity. Yeah, but I didn't. And I didn't, I wasn't out here like singing, selling no drugs. I mean, I might, you know. No, I, I had wasn't. friends just, doing it. You know, like, sure just that we, something that I could say. 
okay, this makes sense. For me, the whole lean thing, the mixing of the, um, the there's certain things. I mean, like, yeah, not only do I not relate to it, I don't want to hear it. It's not. Right. It's the, it's the timbre of the music. It's just not for you. Right. But. So I needed something. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely enjoyed the response to Lemonade, the, like Jay-Z's response to Lemonade. I enjoyed that. Um, Smith & Wesson, you know, I enjoyed them. Who else? You know, I'm, I'm enjoying what Nas is doing. And our man Push. Push. Yeah. So, to, to the point of all of this, today we're going to go over and deal with some grown men who are choosing the rap. Because what Goody, I think your point is, is that you want to hear um, peers talk about peer shit, and maybe not peer shit. Because as we'll get into, it's almost dry. I'm again, again, again. I'm not gonna be running no fucking bricks for nobody. Period. Not happening. Doing it, no, not at all. But <laughs> I do enjoy the artful way that Pusha T continues to repurpose and purpose the stories that he wants to tell and utilizing cocaine as a, 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 a storytelling vehicle. And if you think of it that way, instead of acting like you want to see this man arrested for drug trafficking, maybe you'd be able to enjoy it. I think that that's what people need to think of. So we're going to talk about Pusha T's album, we're going to talk about Mike King's album, and we're going to talk about Planet Asia's album with DJ EF. So we got it's almost dry, the iconic EP, and we got cash and caskets. So should we talk about like we talked about Pusha? Who should we get into in terms of like who are these other people? Why do they how do they all intersect? Like how do they connect? Like what's what? Well, they all interconnect because they're in their forties, much like ourselves. So mm-hmm. that's what makes them dope. Um give us what who who is Mike King? I have no idea. Is it Mike King or the Mike King? I don't know. I'm. I would say Mike King because that's how it's put together. Full disclosure: I, I do know Mike King. I shouldn't say I have no idea. I have no idea but, who this man is. Yeah, I have no idea who this individual is. He is a Philly rapper. He's also in his forties, but he's pretty early in his forties. Um, and I think that the point between like Mike Pusha and even like the other person we're featuring or talking about Planet Asia is that this is like a good. A specific mix of people who, when they probably were first introduced to hip hop, there was that tone that it was a very temporary and youth filled um, art form. And they've all taken that and lived a life that's shown them that that is not the case and that they don't have to stop. So, whatever that means for them, it means you're either, you know, maybe in a place of space where you're. Um, what is the word that we used about artists the other, like a few weeks ago? Journeyman artists. And then you've got artists that are that are like a Jay-Z that's gonna have like a one in a one in a lifetime career. And then you're gonna have someone like Pusha or even what Nas is doing, which is like a high level of output later on after a really great bit of success at and the after, beginning. So after actually living some life. Sure. Right? Um, so those, these three, these three, these three projects that we're going to talk about have that commonality of this kind of, I think people have been calling it, I think Mike might have called it adult contemporary. Um, I like that adult contemporary, adult contemporary hip hop. 
Yeah. Because I don't so, think it would be rap because, like, you know, when people make the distinction between hip hop and like rap, mm-hmm. you know, rap is the fun, fun, you know, trendy fly by night type thing. I I feel like this is gonna stick. Right. Well, these three are definitely MCs. Like, the, the, all these projects are artists who are MCs first and foremost who are coming to give you their wordplay there's a lot of wordplay and that's the thing so remember when you said you can't relate because you're never gonna move a brick as Mm -hmm. someone who was an MC, i like that's where i'm relating like i'm like oh Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) oh like the way they're putting the words together and playing with the words i'm like oh i love that that's the equivalent of moving a brick for me i'm like oh yeah i can relate yeah, it's it's all everyone is really thinking and just creating a lot of visualization with the words and I always will I will always like that. And I think that that's all like all hip hop, all rap is some sort of visualization, but these are a little more intricate. And the intricacies and the level of description are something that I I'm more interested in cuz it's not so surface. Because even, like, as we're going to get into this almost dry, it's not like Pusha T is like, coke, 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 a brick, coke, coke, coke. It's like, it's so much more than that. Um, I'm just going to come and say it. Vix. Mentholated Vix. Vaporo. Got a shout out. One that is dry out. Thanks, Malice. We needed that. Oh. Well... Yeah. <laughs> For those okay. who don't know, I'm obsessed with Vix. It's an addiction of mine. Oh my gosh. Well, which one do you want to get into first? How do you want to do this? Like, do you want to just talk through like the tracks that you heard that were good? Let's talk. Um, let's talk through the tracks and let's start with uh, "It's Almost Dry." I, I, um, you want to start? Shoot. No. You don't want to start? No. Um, no. I feel like I've been talking a lot. I mean, we first heard neck and wrist, right? Um, this is mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed when I heard it is, you know, Pharrell said he was going to pay some attention or, you know, he was going to make an addition to the create the creative process for push. And I could already mm-hmm. hear like instantly that he, he was like, yo, play with your flow a little bit. Was it my favorite? No, but it was push. So I didn't care. I was just You're like, talking about the song with Jay-Z, right? Yeah, the neck and wrist song. Ugh, um, not my favorite. It wasn't my favorite, but I fucked with it because it was Push. And I was like, you oh, can do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, 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 you know, I was able to get over it. I, well, I if we could it. maybe delete the Jay-Z section, I would be more happy. Okay, what's your problem with the Jay-Z? I don't like when Jay-Z plays with his vocal delivery. So you know how I am about voices. Vocally, Jay-Z, first of all, Jay-Z already has like a high voice, as it is. I didn't need him to like modulate his voice at all. Just please don't do that. Ever again. I didn't like Push's flow on it either. Yeah, like for me, I was like, okay, Pharrell up in there telling them, do it like this, do it like that. I was like, oh, Pharrell's in the studio telling them what to do. No, thank you. I was like, is this what you meant when you were like... I'm gonna step into the. I'm coming down there to the studio, push. I don't want you to be a tr- one trick pony. The flow you know is what? not the thing to mess the with. The sound of that song is hard as fuck. 
They, I, I, I fuck with whenever Push and Jay Z come together. You know, I, I like it. And it's hilarious. Push is like, you know, Push talk all that drug shit, but he was like, yo, there's certain things that I know I just can't say because I just haven't lived on that level. So I need Jay Z to say them for me. Well, listen, I am not here to say that Sean Corey Carter is a bad rapper because he's not. I just needed him to maybe say those same raps in a different voice. And maybe, maybe just maybe I wouldn't have wanted it to be deleted. Um, but I did not, I don't, I don't want to hear that from him. I, 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 I hear it get... Because he was playing with his voice, you missed some of his little jabs. They were. I heard his jabs and that was Well, you kind of wish... missed them a little bit. Because, you know, if he was saying them the way he would normally say them, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, like... I don't know if you watched Genius. I'm thinking you didn't. But there's a point where, you know, he put Kanye and he was like, yo, if you say it this way, this way, this way, it's better than just being mm-hmm. flat. Because Jay yes. is very good with knowing where... I saw it. Right? He's an excellent producer. And yet, that was what we got. I mean... It's okay. He still gets to be Jay-Z. I, I fucked with it. I'm just Chantel Branch from uh, Southside Jamaica, Queens. And for me... As for me in my house, I don't want that. Because yes, you saw that he knows how to tell people how to produce um, a vocal performance because he showed Kanye how to do it, which means he knows how to do it too. And that was not it. So like my favorite song, so I have two favorites, but the Let the Smokers Shine the Coops. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me explain something to you. I do not own a car, but I do have access to vehicles here and there. And the next time I am in a car, I am putting this shit on and I am turning whatever car I'm in sound up to max and I'm riding the fuck out. That song is so ridiculous to me. Yeah, I, it's I, ridiculous. So I did that with the whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Brambleton. I like the opening, yes. I, I was yeah. like, oh, this is a strong opening. I like this. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. With these guys being the ages that they are, I was kind of hoping that somebody would have started their album with a fucking skit or intro. But I guess intros are finished. I want someone to bring back the intro. And I, I feel I want like Planet Asia did. Back. Yes, he did. And that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, an intro. Yes, you know what? You're right. Because it was very cinematic. The breaking news, that was good. And I liked it. You know what? My mistake. They do keep the story going through the album where they keep picking back up on that. So we'll definitely get into that. And that could have been why I really like one of the things I really liked about it, aside from playing Asia's voice. Yeah, I love which was just such a it sounds it's got such a rich sound, but back to Pusha. Uh, it's a tie for me between Let the Smokers Smoker Shine the Coops and I'll Pray for You. I love I'll Pray for You. You know, like <laughs> I, I'm gonna always show up where the spirituality bars that don't fit the the mold that people believe. Like he was rhyming like a dude who rhymed, not like a pastor. You know what I'm saying? But he. Let me tell you something. I was sitting here in this house. I've um, I got a recommendation on like a, a wireless speaker. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to it because I really want to stop putting listening to music in buds, and I want to listen to it in the open. Um, and I I was listening and I'm working and I said, Malice! Yeah, because his voice is so similar to Pusha's, but then slightly different. 
and he was I said no it's Malik because I didn't I didn't read the track list I just let it play and when I heard Malice it was like a surprise to me and I was like wait I had to run the whole song back I was so excited yeah, I was, he so was excited. like you're trying to milk a game but it's only two percent yeah the wordplay I was like yeah I was so excited I was so excited I, I was so excited to hear him talk that shit basically let you know he will fuck you up over his brother and, and he don't think just because i'm up in the church that i'm not gonna tell him to come over there and fuck you up yeah i do i, I loved all of it um damn so what you call it did you see pushes hot 97 um uh, no 105 i did not watch i when i tell you that i blacked out everything i didn't want to hear nothing and then once we decided we were going to do once, well, I don't know if I told you we were going to do this show before I told you we were going to do this show. But I already knew we were doing this and I knew exactly what we were doing. So I was like, I know what we're doing. So I'm going to black everything out because I just want our conversations to be organic. And I want to hear what you heard instead of hearing it too. And then both of us hearing the same thing. Right. I um, I greatly appreciate I love the album. I li- The first day I probably heard it five times. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing, you know, the songs are just the perfect timing. Like I don't like I, I would like a third verse. I, I don't need a third verse. Yeah, my feedback for all of these projects is like, hey, so we just gave up on like a third verse. We don't so, do that no know, more. Like, Our songs um, all two minutes and forty five seconds. Cause I don't want that. No, nah, I'm good at the two minute and forty five seconds. I don't, I don't have it because I'm trying to it, what you trying to do? What are you, what are you trying to do? I don't have the bandwidth to commit to like an hour or 45 minute album. Thir- no. 34 minutes. Oh, I, I was like, oh, look, no. this 34, 35 minutes. Let's go. No, no. Illmatic is too short. I have that opinion to this day. It's too short. It's too short. You guys want shit to say. Say more. Give us more. Uh, that's don't for the next a, album. Don't give us a double album, though. Please don't. Yeah, no I don't one. need a double Ever album. Ever again. I'm no, good. I, We're all good. We don't need it. That's unnecessary, especially for these MCs. Um, like, I ain't really met an MC. The only person who executed a double album well to me is Biggie Small. Everything else you could have just because it was chilled. like his last. It was like, okay. I mean, he didn't know that, but Life After Death is like the best double album, period. I can see that. Everything else could have been, and that includes you, Jay-Z. Everything else could have been kept. Didn't you know why? Because sometimes I feel like they split. In those times where you, it wasn't digital, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they put all of the right things on the, the, mm-hmm. the you know what I'm saying? So now you gotta be like, you wanna hear your shit, but now mm-hmm. you gotta Leave be like, Yo, which which disc is it on? <laughs> yeah. like, nah. That's why when they came out with that um, 2.0, um, what is it, the Blueprint? It was something, and they gave you all the good songs and won a CD and I was like thank you someone yeah, knew yeah, yeah because but then who are you to decide what the good song is for me just put everything on one there's room you don't need two discs ugh please so anyway Malice my man Malice showed up he showed up and I was the... and he didn't show up as no Malice he performed he is credited on the song as Malice so I was so tickled what um, Push was saying in his interview, he was like, well, you know, I asked him for a favor here and a favor there, like a little brother. Mm-hmm. And he told me, you know, he gave me, the, he told me he'd give me the verse. And then when he gives me the verses, he hears the buzz and how people want him to come back. I think I might be this close to getting him to come back. 
but he is looking at me like, please stop coming. Don't try to be, stop asking. Mm-hmm. But I hear the buzz. So I think he's, he feels like he's this much closer to getting a, a Clips album. Well, even if we don't get a Clips album, we can just hear from him every once in a while. I just like them. This is together. the thing. I feel like at this stage of the game, it's, it's, it's just a different ball game. There was a point where it was like, I imagine there was a point where it was like, okay, we want clean money, right? Like, so let's try to do this hip hop thing. And then the game was trying to play them. Now, in your older years, you've, you've established yourself in whatever lane you've selected. Mm-hmm. Now you can just have fun with it and it could be a Clips mm-hmm. album. Could be independent if you wanted it to be. Could just be y'all rhyming and enjoying what you're doing. You could be past the, past the malice if you wanted mm-hmm. to be. There's a whole... You're too talented to not use your pen the way you should be using your pen. Yeah, I I, I, I just appreciate it. What was that eight bar? Well, those, yeah. those sermons must be lit as fuck though. I'm not interested. You never know. Interested. He might be don't, up and there giving the people the the, the word play. They'd be like don't, <laughs> they don't, don't get the sermon till they go home and be like, Oh shit, he said I'm not interested in his 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 preaching. You can keep all that bullshit. But if you would like to stop by here and give me a tune, I will happily listen to your tune. If you want to take the English language and play games with it, I love it. Do I want to come down to the church, sir. Nah, I'll I don't. find out you, where you, where you yeah, preach. Meet it. me at uh, SOB's Malice. I don't want to come to your fucking church, bro. I'm not going down. The McDonald's Gospel Fest? No. Mm-mm. I don't want to hear him with his version of Stomp. I don't want to hear no Kirk Franklin the Friendly Ass Malice. I don't want it. I don't fucking want it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly... I, I enjoyed the album. I'm still enjoying the album. A lot of people... You know, like you said, you had to shut down. But, you know, I was out there swinging like, what do you mean? He said, you know, like, shut up. Just push. He's the best. Well, what was your favorite song? It, you it, it was definitely um the one with him and Mal. Is, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you? Yeah, what definitely. Was the other one? Um... I like Brambleton a lot. I just like I like the strong. Brambleton's a good way to open. Yeah, I love the strong. I was like, oh snap! Are we getting the strong opening? Whoa! Well, the thing about that too is that that's about his friend that was on Vlad TV. Tell me the story. Tell me more. Say more. I I like that he got an opportunity Mm. to speak his piece in a way. He felt comfortable about someone who obviously hurt him. That's, that's, that's a romantic. Yeah, that's a romantic. That's another thing that I noticed. Like, I don't really know because Pusha has like a level of um, notoriety. We know a lot of his business, but there is there are some streams and scenes of vulnerability mm-hmm. and like personal storytelling that go through from Pusha to Mike to Planet Asia, where there are not just like braggadocious bars. But it's like introspective, thoughtful, and spiritual bars that are kind of running through all of these. Which I think you get when you grow up and you have, it's like you you have more to say. Or what yeah. you say is more um, more of a reflection uh, of shit you done been through. And I can appreciate that. I love that shit. Yeah. So yeah, there was, vul- there definitely was vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I fuck with that. And I think vulnerability, I wish I wish men would be 
allowed to be vulnerable before they're halfway through their life. But, you know, there are some that never get to be vulnerable, so I can't complain. What did you, what was the other, like, what were the standouts on the iconic EP? For me, I really, I did appreciate um, King's Ransom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciated King's Ransom. Like, one of the questions you presented to me were like, you know, who would you remix this with and who would you add to the equation? And for me, I was like, yo, Jaden Smith just makes sense for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot, like, even with the voice, there was a point where I had, like, Jaden opened up. There was a point where I almost went looking for instrumentals to go mash it up myself. <laughs> but you know I, I'm not an engineer on that level like that like that but you know I, I really enjoy King's Ransom um, Promise was that mm-hmm. it? Promise? Mm-hmm. Um, which one is the one with music soul child because that's not my favorite <laughs> like, oh the one with the mom with the, the song about his mom yeah I was like why? well you know sometimes music when Music Soul Child is going to show up on an album mm-hmm. and do a hook, he usually kills it, as right. he did with Smith and West, right? Mm-hmm. And Ocean Drive. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he added that much to the equation. It was good hearing about Mrs. King. Okay. <laughs> Miss Mike King's mom. It was good mm-hmm. hearing the story because it's, it's nice. To hear the story, but I don't feel like music gave it the 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 the, the thing he gave. So Ocean who would you would have put on it if it was not music? If not music, you talk and let me think, cause I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. So my first, my my two fit. Well, I'll do my first favorite was Balancing Act. Oh, I loved Balancing Act. You're right. Yeah, it was right. Really, That's really good. Really good. Yeah balance in that because you're really really good like he's getting into it, it's really interesting because it's like the antithesis of what so instead of utilizing cocaine as the um as a tool it's kind of like talking about all the other ways and spaces that he's making his way because everyone here is talking about making their way yes so the- it's like a slight difference and I fuck with that I dig it um well, what? Duale. I feel like Duale would have... Oh, my God. You know, I... Oh, I love Duale. I love Duale, too. I don't know. if Does Duale ever involve himself with a hip-hop thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not, I have no... In my mind, I don't see him there. I... You know what? I know that Mike loves music. So that was like... You know, he fucks with music heavy. I think Raheem Devon would have been a really you know I fuck with Raheem Devon and I feel like his sound would have been a really good balance to Mike's voice yeah you know what I'm always looking for like I don't really fancy Jaheem's sound he to mm-hmm. me always sounds like he has a sock in his mouth mm-hmm. however him and Cameron on Lord you know mm-hmm. you know I like it when two men could come together and give us that kind of feeling so, um, so you feel like Duale would have been a good balance because, and would have yeah. been able to convey that. Well, not convey, but support. Yes. Like support what he was, the, the bars are already there telling the story. And that's. It would have gave it more um, something, you know, when they say that a sound ain't anointed. 
I feel like on this because usually, and you know, I I don't fuck with music soul child in any way, shape, or form. That's not my nigga. Mm-hmm. He's just not, and it's because of his live performances. Do better, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he shows up to support someone, it's usually mm-hmm. he usually knocks it out the park. Right. I feel like he could have given better. Okay. Like, and you think Wale would have been a good fit. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel Raheem Devon, this, just the sound of his voice would have been really good. Music is fine, um, and I definitely know that, that that definitely was, like, a pretty exciting thing to have happened there. It sounds good, but then when you think, well, who else could sound good? Or, like, when we're talking about, like, how would we remix it? Like, who, what feminine voice would have been an assistant or should there be a feminine voice and should it just stay masculine because it is a guy telling the story about his mom i like i like it staying masculine i I wouldn't want it to be feminine at all yeah so my other favorite song is the timeout song i was gonna say this because i like loud rap music like i fuck with loud rap music like if if let's smoke both loud records (laughs) and then put timeout on at like that if we back to back it like now we got a fucking playlist going and now I might run somebody over yeah, yeah. Um, I fucks with time out but I, I fucks with Lil Fame anyway so yeah but they're both they're giving it's funny cause it's it's like Mike sounds louder mm-hmm. which is interesting yeah like his cause his presentation is a little more smoother and but then I guess mm-hmm. if you were jumping in a room with a fame you have to get louder and like i love the fact that little fame is like the end his energy is still like i am Ill, the illest period and i like that mike's balance off of that is to again weave in his life like how like his hustle into his raps and not tell a false story so he doesn't authenticity yeah, he, he doesn't need to rap about. Yeah, like if he's not a person who was out here like pushing bricks ever, then there's really no reason for you to be an adult and be in that space where yeah. you feel like I don't you have to tell you how I slap people in the face because that's not I outsmarted folks. I didn't necessarily slap them. So, right, yeah, but I you smacked it. them with something different. Right, and I, I like do it. appreciate throughout the. I noticed that Mike does a good job and he does it kind of like how Jay Z used to do it. Where it's like you shout your wife out, but like it's like subtle, so it's like a little like right there. And it's like, oh, that's so cute. It is cute, and you know, grown men marry the women that they care for. <laughs> yes, that is. You that know, is true. another gift of adult contemporary hip hop. I think all of these artists are married men. I know Happily. that. Um, you know, DJ and- JF JF is married. Um, I don't know plenty of ages. I don't know his situation. Is Mike's married? Pushes married. So and happy. No you know, yeah, ha- no talking about their kids. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, it's no sense in you talking about. You know, I mean, you could reminisce on the hoes that you've had. I believe everyone is allowed to have memories, but what's being pushed forward mm-hmm. is not. That's not the what's being pushed forward. Which is the point here. Like, you can still offer up an entertaining way to interpret this art form without everyone talking about the same shit. Alright, um, let's talk about the videos. 
Well, did you want to get into Planet Asia, like casting caskets, Casper caskets? Well, Planet Asia. Like, first of all, your man. Like, I really had to be like, yo, he's from the West Coast. Yeah, he has such an uh, East Coast energy to him, but he's been around for a long time, and I think he probably came up when the East Coast energy was influencing even all the way to the West Coast. Yeah, Fresno, I don't know. Sometimes you could say the same about Kendrick, right? Like, when I first heard Kendrick, I wasn't hearing the West Coast dude outside of listening to um, what he was actually saying. I was like, oh, okay. But, you know. I don't know. Kendrick has always sound very LA to me, but I hear you. You just you just have a you have a bias against LA people because you think that they're so if I like it, <laughs> so if I like it, like yeah, he's yeah. not from LA. Yeah, he's he sounds just like the rest of the motherfuckers. Same accent, same call out, same street, same everything. But you just he's less his misogyny is tough in a different way. So you're cool with it. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Tuck it, tuck it, tuck the misogyny. Um, so, Planet Asia. Right. His voice, he he gives me Wu Tang energy. Like yeah, you said that. Straight Wu Tang. Like you know, he giving us God body bars. He's Asiatic, Asiatic black man. Yo, so my call out, my first like my main favorite piece on this is definitely Daily Bread. And I was like, yo, how you gonna start a song with the Lord's Prayer? And somewhere we turn down the road and we are now deep in God body chat bout. I'm hearing all manners of like maybe a little Israelite talk. I'm just I'm hearing a little Islam. I'm like, I'm spinning. It's fucking three minutes. How do we get to all that? But that is representative of a time frame when you're youth, if you're being formed you're probably being formed with all of these different influences you know like yeah and then from my perspective from the perspective of somebody who just um you know i was i'm pentecostal i born and bred pentecostal however Mm -hmm. i've always decided to take my own path Mm -hmm. and i landed on God's plan for us is like all of the religions, the first, the ten, the the ten rules that he have uh, he has set up, and then everybody takes eleven to twenty and be like, nah, because we do it better. So you do end up grabbing everything, like you know, when I pray, there's a bit of Buddhism, Islam, Judaism. So what you're basically saying is that if you had, if you hopped on daily bread. Yeah. And put a third verse on the song because all songs need three verses. Your verse would up. pick up where his verse left off. Yeah, and we and we going it. we going into Ifa, <laughs> Voodoo, and Santeria. We I was going, gonna say so when we gonna get our fucking Oshun bars. Yeah, you gonna get your Oshun uh, bars, yeah, but it bars. would be uh, Yemaya or a yeah, yeah, yo. So you know that's where we would be going with it. Um, right. And it would be a well-rounded spiritual situation. So that's what we putting on the remix for. <laughs> for Daily Bread, we throwing Goody on there. Goody, got to rec- we got to record 16. We got to add something to it. Yeah, I'm going to hit up all of them and be like, yo, I got a bar. I got a verse for you. Come on. <laughs> Chantel say that everybody need a third. Everybody Word. need a third. I like superhero shit. Yeah? yeah. Why? I don't know. This Like, just from the get, I was listening. I was like, wait a minute. Then I was going through like, who does he sound like? Is it Buck? Is it Buckshot? I did. I did ask myself if it was if it was Buckshot. Then I was like, 
nah, this is feeling. It just felt good. I wrote the, down this shit is. I wrote down on my notes. This shit is boom back like a motherfucker. Yeah, it. That's what it was. Um, most people when they think about older MCs, they be like, oh, they rhyming them old bar, those old flows. This was not like, oh, it's old people shit. It just felt nostalgic in a good way. It was nostalgia, yeah. not stale. Mm-hmm. He's right? very good. You know him? Did you know he was nominated for a Grammy? No, I didn't. I feel yeah. like we don't know all of the people who get nominated because we sit back at home and they show us like the the ten that people they think people care about. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of Grammy nominated. Um, and I just want to quickly shout out on day. I think is it superhero shit? Is that when when John is getting off with the scratches? Because his his DJ work throughout the fucking prop the whole project is really strong. And I like that too. Like, right? I like the fact that there's a DJ on the in, in on the premises. Like, on the premises I in the Scratching. We are. Are we back to five elements of hip hop? Let's me. go. Although, um, somebody, one of these uh, pesky kids. The graffiti on the stop sign on my block. I have to call the people. Oh Lord, look at you being a nana. <laughs> Gotta call the people. We will not have that. Mm-mm. We should put together like a quick playlist for this because we do have like seven songs between the two of us. Yeah, I, I definitely I would enjoy that. And I think the people would enjoy it as well. So yeah, yeah let's I can, do it. We can put it on our Spotify playlist, just update it. Because, you know, if you, it's like a sampler. Remember sampling mixtapes? <laughs> it's like a sampler. I mean, it's really not. Just two, four, six, two, four, six. That's twelve. That's the same amount of time as the album is because everyone's decided when I wasn't looking that thirty-six minutes is enough for an album. And I would like to speak to a manager because I think that's bullshit. But I will say that as a quick side note, the Air Max Julian song from a conceptual perspective. Okay. Tickles the fuck. <laughs> I can't. Oh, and we have to say this: they have skits. Yeah. So just a, just to circle it back, so Pusha's Pusha and Mike's album don't have skits in it because they just got to the business and making. They just the got business. to the business. They just said, you know what? Listen, you guys have very short fucking attention spans. We're going to give you the music and we're going to go. Plant Asia is like, no, we're going to give you an experience and it's like we're setting the stage and the whole idea is that there are these two bank robbers on the run and in between that, there are these songs that are happening and um, oh, and Fire Dance is my other favorite song on this joint, so So out of curiosity, because Kendrick will give you some skits also Mm -hmm. is that a West Coast thing? No, skits were a 90s thing. I know it was a 90s thing, but people who are still coming in and saying, no, I am creating a whole story, damn it. I, I think that you have to have a level of... I think they're independent. Um, ah. I think... So Mike and Planet Asia are both like from an end of doing this on their own. And then Pusha's doing it because he's got the cash to do things. I think this and is his last Def Jam album. Okay, he's got like an avant-gardeness to him. So he's telling his story the way he's telling it, but it seems to me like, and we can, maybe I can ask and come back to you guys with answers, but the idea of the storytelling and creating like this pathway um, just seemed like a way 
it seems like Planet Asia has been partnering with different people over the years. And for this one, this is the way that they chose to tell the story. I dig it. Like, I, I, lo- I love storytelling. Like, give me the story. So to storytelling, what did you think of, like, some of the videos? Because, like, that's the other thing. Like, remember if you were not considered, like, a major artist, like, your videos had to be, like, gritty, protect your neck ass, grimy, yeah, grimy uh, ass bullshit. We'll do horrible film and it's like, yes, they gonna like it because it's me. They not gonna right. like it because of the, the, the way it's shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, these guys all have pretty good visuals. Um, you want to start I, with I push? Thought that the, and, and, and conveying different things, so like steel drums, Planet Asia does, has steel drums and it's giving you like that classic performance close-ups hip-hop yeah it's just very hip-hop like it's just very hip-hop like yo i'm rhyming but get the camera we we got the light like but it's funny because the i think then that's where everything kind of gets flat like we were talking about like the, the mics now even for podcasting it's like the pricing is flattening mm-hmm. but like the clarity of the imagery of that video which in your mind, what you're feeling is something's more gritty, but that shit is like 4K. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good video. Pores. Like, it's, but it's, it's still good. like that gritty performance, like in the studio. But like, you know, we're not talking. Oh, we're talking they about they say studio. you could get that with an iPhone. Right. If you know what you're doing. Not, we're not talking about like a studio, like the hit factory. Wherever that studio was, it had like a feeling of like grit. I liked it. I, I right. appreciated it, but I was like, yeah. "Damn, this is a hip hop video!" Like they right. just it's really nice that we could see it because usually in yeah. our mind, if we're going back to a point in time when a video like that would do what that video did, the quality would be poor. So at least an artist can stay true to what they want to present with good quality and probably not have to kill themselves and, and you know eat into their profit margin. So I thought that was fly as fuck. Um, I did want to know, like, the parts when they weren't talk, like, when they were talking, but we couldn't hear. I would like to know what they were talking about. Yeah, what are you talking about? Just to, maybe that's what they would... Y'all want to know what we were talking about? We're going to release right. that footage. We're going to release I, the footages later. I will tell you this. There's no better effect in slow motion to create, like, a level of intensity. They really did a good use of slow motion, so I fuck with that video. And um, you it all within a good budget. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like... Because then you go from that, and then if you work backwards, like when you watch The Promise, Mike King's video, that is super slick as well. And it's like two locations, like Philly, Brooklyn, because he's like a Philly, he's originally from Philly, but he's a Brooklyn knight, like um, adopted Brooklyn, that's his home. Yeah, adopted though. I'm going to need um, him to remember the part about the adoption. Don't be talking about, now your city is mine. No, it's yeah. not. It, it ain't. You can yeah. run up. The, go, go ahead, Rocky. Do your thing. <laughs> do your thing, but sir. The, but the fact that like you're able to get a Philly shoe, a Brooklyn shoe. It, it, I liked it, except yeah. for the part I said that he ah, 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 me help you out. Cause just hearing it was one thing, but seeing seeing <laughs> it. <laughs> 
<laughs> like hearing it was one Damn, thing. Literally point at our city and yeah, be like, like, no, it's mine now. Uh, listen, it's Snoop Dogg, you can't come through crushing any buildings. <laughs> Kendrick, the crown is not yours. Like, no, sir. <laughs> if you was gonna run some steps, you could have been right there. What is it, 168th in the Bronx? You could have ran up them Joker steps. Oh Lord, have mercy! Not the ones with the clown. <laughs> you could have yeah. ran up them Joker steps if you wanted to. Only thing I have to say about the promise video is that I need that sweater, my king. So do what you need to do. I need that polo sweater. It was very, very cool. The audacity of it to show up in both Brooklyn and in Philly really was like driving a knife into me. You can keep your sweater if you keep that. The city is mine to yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have a problem. I fight. City you and you. You it's gonna be like the Def Jam fighting game. Yo, I, 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 like, you gotta you got another bar, one more one more verse. I got you, Fib. <laughs> now you gonna you gonna battle him for New York? Yeah, you know I'm sending his ass right back to Philly. <laughs> WTF? My king. That's gonna be the next Terminator Talk X episode. Facts. Cause the, the audacity to just be in the city pointed to hand in the sky or some triumphant shit no he, he looked like he won though I don't yeah, know I mean it was your video I'm tell Fab on you <laughs> yeah, he was, yo you he know was, who coming through here trying to act like they got the city he like the man looked like he won yeah but that was your video that was your treatment like, like I have a treatment as well so but that's what that's video. what Brooklyn do anyway. This is what y'all doing over there in Brooklyn. See, he's a true but he's he has adopted Brooklyn. Yeah, you but that's what y'all allowing over there in Brooklyn. So I come from Philly and hold up they victorious Rocky head. Alright. <laughs> okay, BK. Yeah. And then we have Call My Bluff with Push. So this is so also the Def Jam cinematic good music storytelling. That shit was dark, though. It was very dark. I hate it was dark. dark as fuck. I hate dark. The only thing I hate more than dark is loud and dark. You know, when something's just loud and dark, you're like, what the fuck is happening here? Turn, someone get the subtitles. Um, <laughs> so, did you not fuck with it? I couldn't tell by your face. You looked I a little bit I fucked like, with it, mm-hmm. but the thing that I liked about it is that, you know, the things that... It gave me American Psycho, which was a scary American Psycho I don't like psychological thrillers so I'd be like yo this shit could really happen <laughs> like this American shit that Psycho could, could really happen though if you think about it it probably happening now as we speak mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you put all the plastic down and then there was a little bit of father I would say, say this I'm gonna be a little critical mm. I think they could have done more they could have tried harder I think there could have been more black people than him in it too. Yes. (laughs) Like I'm like, okay, what's this family that you have? Yes. And why? Why? Not to get let me tell you, I'm not getting all hotel, but crime, I mean like efficient commission of crime doesn't only be relegated to one group of people, you know. Correct. You know, there and I didn't love that he was the only black person. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is your video. You could do whatever you want, sir. Like you remember yeah. when um you Beyonce and Jay Z had the, the the time the time period and they they had help. Yes, <laughs> they had the help. Yes, but Goody, 
you can present effective and I know this is going to get we're about to get on some real like hotepi shit but like effective criminality is not relegated to one group it's not so like I said we're getting hotepi so you guys put your own full hats on so I didn't love seeing that yo what's up with the diversity in your video fam yeah he could open up the diversity he would what he was trying to say was guys you'll watch the video he was trying to say i'm gonna commit a crime i'm gonna have an alibi someone's gonna be working on my behalf and we're all gonna get away with it and we're gonna even get away with it by having dinner and taking pictures and he could have done all of that and those with people that he have to look so disparate from who you would expect except that sometimes i think that he is very strategic and he speaks to a large portion of the audience i don't know if you've been to a pusher show pre-pandemic I remember going to a Pusha show and it was like me and my friend and then it was like friggin high, white high schoolers who could have been from like the Upper West Side yeah so maybe, but even they know that um, other people have uh, crime families <laughs> like other races have I crime don't know. families I was, I was not in love with that piece of it but I, I like I preferred like I really enjoyed the Still Jumps video I really enjoyed the Promise video from my um and the call I my bluff. That, yeah, I think I hope he does. What did it you was... think about the um? What do you think about the need for videos? Do you think that we're getting to a space where the need's coming back to have? Like, I believe the need is, the need for videos is coming back because we're becoming a more visual like in so far as content creation, things are going more visual, right? Like. Mm-hmm. People want to see videos. People want to make it make sense. Um, I think of Harry Potter, right? I read the book. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it happening, like there were certain mm-hmm. magical spells, I was like, oh, that's how that would happen. Yeah. Like when the Patronus so, was coming out, I mean, yeah, was coming out right. over the river, over the lake, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you need to see certain things play right. out. I think that what like I really like like I said I like the idea of like the performance video um there's another video that Planet Asia and John have that is another like group video where there's like more people and you can see like him and his people and I love those videos because it's like energy this is my these are my people this is the vibe I like playing with imagery so like if you don't if you can't hear the promise video like Mike's promise video you're able to pick up like this person has a connection to Philadelphia and this person has a connection to Brooklyn like it's right, right there it's right there for you this like, person don't own you know he don't run Brooklyn or nothing <laughs> <laughs> but he know people who from out there he got address right, but he has but he's claiming it he's literally on the Brooklyn Bridge like if you're watching this shit on mute like you're taking away some things the problem that I have with Call My Bluff is if I'm watching it on mute, it's what the fuck confusion. Am I watching? It's confusion. It gives confusion because it's like, what's happening? Right. Like, I know. Who, who are all of these people who lack melanin? Why is he sitting right. here? And there is a nod to my favorite movie, Goodfellas, because yeah. they're driving, the person's in the trunk. So, obviously, there's someone going to be killed. But if, like, now I'm about to nerd out, but like, that, what they were doing was a mistake when they're driving that person in the car, in the trunk. It's a fucking mistake. They're violating. So anyway, I really wish they would have did a different treatment for that. Um, 
again, they're not, what I do like though, is that they're not trying to be younger artists. I appreciate that. Like they are sitting in there. I appreciate we didn't hear. (laughs) Right, but they're sitting in their shit. Like, and I fuck with that. Like everyone is giving you what they give you. So if that's what it means to be an artist in this time, over I fuck 40. with it. I fuck with it. I want to see it. I want to see more. I don't have to be in love with everything. But I love the fact that these people have the opportunity to even offer up their art and that we get an opportunity to consume it. Because imagine how terrible it would feel if we were stuck trying to navigate through drill. And the, the only way I'm going to Because it's not the drill, only thing. Like, the, drill's not the only thing but it's like a lot of what what the fuck is this not mad at it but it's not for me like i celebrated oh, for you so balanced you would think you was a libra you a damn capricorn y'all don't like nothing no way so i don't know why you always trying to be diplomatic I, be I like jack carlo even though people are you know they have i, I like him i don't know what he does except be like smoldery white man i, I like him he got okay. um you know he be drinking Send me no. You know I don't like that nigga. Now see mm. here you go. No, but you know he, he he get into his feelings and then he get into his you know his whore. He, he like I'm a whore. He gets into his thing. I like Jack Harlow. People were mad at him though for and then what was he top 100 Billboard yada yada yada. Speaking of top 100, I was doing some research because I was over here really researching some of these artists. And like, I've been familiar with Planet Asia for the better part of 20 years, just like in a pedestrian way. But he was like named like somebody to watch by the source. What year? In like 2000, 2001 or something like that. The source back then, like say what you want about them being gone. The source didn't really miss a lot. They didn't miss a lot because they- You know, because it was something where people knew what the fuck they were talking about. Now, let's talk about the consistency. Now, I don't think Mike King has him, but you mentioned him earlier. There are fat Joe samples everywhere. I love, I love Joe. He's so ubiquitous. So, when I was thinking of like remixes, there's a song called "Cause You Pain" that has a fat Joe sample with Planet Asia, and I would love to hear like a fat Joe. Is, I wonder if Fat Joe's giving up verses like that. I don't know, because I think Fat Joe has become is becoming a, a personality and less a musician. I mean, it all we're gonna see what kind of musician if he doing music this summer. If he gives us another summer banger, it's like, all right, Joe's still out here doing what Joe do. But, but, you, from, but what do you think about like I think just the sounds of it? Because another reason why I thought this three, these three would be a good place for us to kind of do comparisons is their vocal quality tone sound are so disparate that they convey different energies they do and that's like my favorite thing about rappers like I'm always very concerned with their like how does the voice sound and still they found a way to pay homage to the BXMC mm-hmm. they paid homage to uh that, well, nigga, he, that he, nigga Fat Joe. Listen, <laughs> that listen, nigga like, Fat if Joe. If you guys remember, our last episode in February was telling y'all 
leave Fat Joe the fuck alone. Leave, leave that nigga Joe. alone. Can I use something? I protect my. Is he Boricua or is he Colombiano? Like, which one is it? He or from the Bronx. Bronx. <laughs> okay, my Bronx, blue eyed Bronx king. Leave him alone. Let him do what he needs to do. Let him put he, on his little floral shirts and button his floral button downs. Fat Joe is with us. And he's us. not leaving either. Yeah, and we ain't gonna run him off, so let's forget it. He's with us. But I could see him with that um with that Planet Asia song that caused you pain joint. I would love to like hear 16 from him on that. And then I was thinking like the iconic song, not not that not the iconic song, the promise, right? Mm-hmm. Remember Foxy Brown's Ah uh, yes. Yes. With, um I would love to hear the promise over the promise beat. Give me the instrumentals, fam. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would love to hear Give me the instrumentals so I can play with them. Yeah. Like, I I know what I'm doing. I got a little little equipment. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little equipment. Yeah, we got to... If we could get... Like, I would love to hear what that sounded like. Um, And it's not saying that the remix would need to have, like, a Foxy Brown. But I just think that even that flip, that... Because remixes in our era wasn't always a new verse sometimes it was just taking the vocals and moving them to another track set of music, another track and then maybe playing with speed or pacing but i don't even know if the pacing needs to change that much from the original version we just need like a, a mixtape yeah we need yeah, doo-wop like, to come do up we need like uh the b-sides of like the promise but like with foxy brown and and we have like the little whispers of Havoc and Prodigy in the background. I think it would fit. Um, and then almost dry. I want Kirk Franklin on the remix. Yes. I want Kirk Franklin on. Excuse me, not on the remix. I want Kirk Franklin on the song of Malice or Lecrae. Okay. Because Labyrinth is already there, and you guys know Labyrinth is the guy from. He does all did a lot of the music for um, Euphoria. So Labyrinth is already there. I dig so it. Kirk Franklin in there and, you know, spit some shit, like, under Malice's bars. Maybe we can get Malice to, like, expand and give us a third verse. Malice isn't giving you a third verse. I think Push know that he would be pushing his luck to even ask for it. Unless they could grab something that was on the floor. Because I'm sure that stuff remember, that didn't make the album was amazing. Remember the song Ultralight Beam that yes. Kanye West had? Mm-hmm. With, like... This song could have been that. It's big enough. The sound is big enough to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So I need Kirk Franklin to show up for Pusha. I need Mike King and Foxy Brown to collaborate because also that would be freaking amazing. I mean, if he owned New York City, make it happen, Finn. No, he owned you. I think it was Brooklyn was what he was inferring that he owned. I mean, yeah, he could own. Okay. If that's what you want to, if you want to own Brooklyn, they don't know what to do over there anyway. <laughs> own it. Take it away. So. Make I Fox record. <laughs> Show us that, fam. Yeah. And, and Fat Joe, when that caused you pain. I like it. I, I feel like some just, of this stuff, if we get it to the right hand. If you motherfuckers steal my ideas, I'm going to fucking sue you. I don't know with what lawyer, but someone's going to sue you. Or, you know what? I'm just going to make somebody beat you up. I can definitely make that happen. I don't know. Everybody will get beat up. 
can't. Don't touch that face, baby, for push. What that skin do? <sighs> that Virginia lucky woman she is. Oh my God. So speaking of Virginia, I was watching clips because while I tried to embargo everything, because I really wanted to talk to you about this, like fresh headed, I did see a clip of Virginia going nuts on stage with him. And I was like, see, this is the type of energy I need. I don't like the wife who's gonna act like she hasn't heard this shit 250 times. Like, perform with your nigga. Like, get in there. Do it. Where was she? In the side? Yeah, send me the link. Is she on the side? So you guys, because I don't want this to just be a me and goody conversation. What Push did was had an event called Mm -hmm. Coachella for the album listening party for It's Almost Dry. So he was on stage and he was kind of performing one of the songs. And then who was standing behind the DJ? But Virginia, his wife, will rap a hands. Rap it, and they and they basically get into like a quick impromptu, like exchange. And I think that is so adorable. I love a good supportive rap wife. You I support know, that. That's the kind of husband I'm looking for—a good supportive hip hop husband. Oh my god, let me tell you something, y'all. I find the, the supportive hip hop husband that also is a good fit for me in other aspects. It's getting the fuck over. Y'all be sick of me. But it's not, because these dudes who like hip-hop be looking at you like, you don't know even. You be like, I do know. Oh, my God, And then you yeah, become a termigant. Yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we friend. became termigants. That's how we became termigants, because you guys, seriously. And the funny thing is that I know a lot of guys who listen to our show, and it's like, I know what I'm talking about, um, and I'm happy to talk to you about it. Um, and there's like literally one person in my life aside from like Danny that I could talk to about music and they're respectful and I think that they're respectful because they were there so they know I know what I'm talking about because we were there together but like anybody else what's up dog what's up gangsta (laughs) everyone else is like what do you know about this and it's like what did you think I was doing like I was home painting watercolors I don't know what they think women were doing they, women we were, were waiting right for there. them. They were wait. Women were waiting for them to come and um. But Goody, that's buy such a bullshit thing. It, it really the, is. Look, first of all, guys, we were all wearing the same clothes. We were all doing the same shit. We were all there together. So, like, when I have an opinion about music, it's a pretty solid opinion, and I've yeah, thought about it for quite some time, and I've, you know people call it condescending but i'll be like yo i know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm not going to talk about it out loud if i haven't thought about it and researched it in private so if i'm opening my mouth but people aren't used to that people are just used to people who say shit but a lot of these guys who think that they're into hip-hop ask them three questions they don't know shit they don't know hip-hop they don't know shit ask them ask them a question beyond if, if if Russell Wilson should have um... <laughs> we're not doing this today I'm not, I'm not dragging y'all today I came here to talk about music and my over 40 adult contemporary rappers I'm not dragging y'all today because that's why I've been avoiding y'all because I have had nothing but travel and dragging on my spirit listen man I, I know one thing. I know we ain't gonna get out of here before giving Jess her shout out, though. If we back, we back. What's up, Jess? Hey, Jessica. 
I know you're gonna be listening knowing half of nothing about what the fuck we're talking about here, but we'll talk about it. Um, Jessica's good. And um, when she hears this, she's gonna be like, I have a shout out. Do we owe anybody else shout outs? No. So, are we going to see Pusha T? summer yes but de- it depends on when this is yeah, how it happens so, for my listen, life my co-host always talks about me because i be moving around but i don't know what the fuck she be doing while i'm moving around i don't know what i'll be doing either mm-hmm. but yeah but yes yes that's that i said yes. if you don't if you don't go with me when you, you going to the rules picnic i am i'll be there for two days i'm going to the roots picnic I'm going to the Wu-Tang show at Prudential Center. Even though I vowed as I was leaving Smoking Groups to never see Nas live again, I'm not going to the Wu-Tang Nas show for Nas. I'm going to What's the wrong with seeing Nas? Nas. He, he's, he needs a big band. He needs to learn his words, Goody. Oh, no. Oh, no. Come <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> learn the words to his song sir you're aging but and I you're aging like a fine wine no you're this aging like a fine wine but let's just be very clear that has an expiration date you need to know these lyrics sir girl he looked when i tell you i looked at that screen and my body reacted but then when he didn't remember that he but he wasn't able to what i realized what it is it's not memory it's breath control yeah because are you working out sir i think we saw you in the gym once but you know what jim you jones me in the but gym so, but to think about it like some of these artists they don't seem like they do any they don't work out like also never in your life ever follow black thought yeah no goody it's not gonna be a good idea that man is not from this planet. he does a whole bunch and the thing about it is this is how you know somebody's good at doing <laughs> everything they don't tell you anything that they're good at. They just show up and do the thing and then go about yeah, and it's their not life. From here. It's so normal to him. He's it's not so from regular him. to him. Like He's just not his ability her, to do other people mm-hmm. as well as he does himself. Mm-hmm. In and of itself. Is He's nuts. not from here, friends. That man is not from here. And what I would not do is ever. If someone's gonna hand me a microphone after he just did what he did, no. Even not. Goody. You know, I saw somebody ask, and mind you, I I hate this. When they be like, "Who would you get rid of?" I'm not getting rid of anybody except Tupac. <clears throat> Girl, another reason why me and Goody do this podcast together because neither she nor I give a fuck about what you could be talking about. About Tupac being a great rapper. Yeah, like I mean, okay, he he was alive. I appreciate. What happens? What, what did Aretha Franklin say? Beautiful gowns. Very. Beautiful gowns. One of the most beautiful rappers to ever exist. I love the poetry, but I don't like spoken word. I mean, he did his thing. I just don't think he did it on the same level. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, girl, we are here to talk nice about our our adult contemporary alive rappers. Who are out here <laughs> giving us? Who are giving us great art? Um, yeah, yeah. We ain't gonna get into the Tupac dragon. We'll drag him another day. Um, but the next time we connect, we gotta talk about Cardi. 
we gotta talk about Cardi. We are gonna have to talk about Nas. We might have to. We gonna have to include some things. I don't want to. I mean, you know what? We don't have to drag Nas. Let's see if we could get Danny to chime in and he could do all the Nas. He's done it already. He's finished. He's done. He won't do it again because it didn't get and he didn't redeem himself. And I want to go into my show. When he was like, where, you know, the, where the numbers come from? <laughs> I don't know, the man asked where numbers came from. I, I was like, that didn't happen. Then he was like, yes, it did. I was like, it did oh. happen. Where do numbers come from is a real thing. For me, I'm excited about seeing the Wu-Tang. You know me, my Wu-Tang partner. Um, like, we like to go. This is my problem. You saying Nas and the birth control. I need everybody to have birth control if they're going to be doing shows. Rapping is hard. It is hard. That's why you're supposed to do vocal training. Don't think that your voice really is an instrument. Mm -hmm. And the older you get, the more strong you have to, like, don't let your your voice, your vocal cords start start to thin out on you. Work that shit out. Patti LaBelle is still belting them out. Yeah, 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 it's true. Shaka Khan, not so much so. I'm not going to drag nobody's mom. I'm not. I'm just here to talk about who's it sounds like the same person for 20 years there's a clarity so to land the plane and to kind of like wrap up this whole concept and i think we should really like i want y'all to like call us up 1-800-239-797 and tell us like who else we should be looking at from an adult contemporary perspective because maybe this is the area that we need to focus on maybe like I don't mind hearing and learning about like newer things just to be aware, but I wish that, that I like hearing people speak from a perspective of someone that's a peer, and I want more of it. Um, I want more artists in this age group who grew up in the 90s, who came up on this early 90s, mid 90s hip hop, golden era hip hop babies to keep producing. Cause that's what Pusha is. That's what Mike is. And even Planet Asia, like they're all babies of the golden era because they're OG, not OGs, but like Q-Tip is what? 89 is when a trap book West comes out. Mm-hmm. 89, Big Daddy Kane, like that's golden era. Could you imagine if, with, um, if Kane kept rhyming, like the stories he would have to tell us? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I... I know I've heard him explain what stopped him, but I think what stopped him was a commercial chase, not an artistic chase, because it started to become clear that there were money opportunities. And I think that that was the part that was confusing for people at that time. And really, like, when we when it's all said and done, we owe Jay-Z a lot, because he did show people how to age in this. Yeah. Without becoming a joke, even though I don't know why. Okay, leave his hair alone. Leave his hair alone. Y'all, could he be censoring me? <laughs> Leave us here alone. She'd be censoring me because we're we can see each other. So before I said what I was gonna say, she was like, nope. Mm-mm. When this originally started, when it was a little bit shorter, Malik was the only problem who had the only one who had a real, like, very vocal. I didn't problem. have a problem with it before, but I'm but like, stop. As it's growing, <laughs> <laughs> the branches. The Branch family are thumbs down on the Jay-Z hair. Listen, Just go man. back to the Caesar. Nah, his wife didn't like him with no damn Caesar. He was out there trying to be a girl getter. Nah, you grow your hair out, beloved. 
and, and just look old and skilled. Old and skilled, sir. I'm covering my mouth, y'all. Goody is trying to talk about Beyonce sabotaging Jay-Z with her Creole woman ways. So that means it's time for us. All his strength is in his hair. That's how he became a billionaire. Is that so? Mm Mm-hmm. So yep. that means what I gotta do? Well, I gotta perm my hair in order to become a billionaire? Nah, you just gotta start free form it, fam. Just free form. Do your thing. No. Do you see it now? Yeah, I see you looking. I see you over there flourishing. Flourishing. It's shrinkage because I worked out, but um, I'll pick it back up for tomorrow. Sure. Anyway, you guys, um, please feel free to chat back to us. Termager Talk on Instagram. Uh, Termager Talk on Facebook. Um, your talk at gmail we don't read those emails but if you write us we will open them up um, please go listen to Pusha T's album if you haven't please listen to Mike King's album if you haven't listen to Planet Asia and if you don't like it we don't want to hear that but if you like it call us yeah and don't fucking come arguing with me or Goody because first of all we can fight we gonna win we gonna jump you and we gonna Not be outside. So I'm saying, and we outside. So you can feel free antibacterial to after them like, because you ain't gonna mm-hmm. give me your germs. Enough. I'm I'm triple vaxxed. I ain't worried about yeah, your stupid ass germs. Same, but you know what I'm saying. All right. Goody gonna meet you with the Lysol to the face. <laughs> All right, man. I'm out. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week-ish. Bye.